Okay, Podsters, this is it. This is your tipping point, your moment to take action or live with never knowing what could have been. We all have that thing that we know we are meant to do that scares us, that we're not sure we can do, and that we know we need a little help doing. My Do the Thing Fall Retreat is happening October 13th through 15th in where else? Cape Cod, in the tranquil seaside town of Chura, where I've hand-selected a beach house for nine like-minded women to get together and do the thing. You already know that there's a life waiting for you on the other side of this thing. And this powerful, intimate two-and-a-half-day workshop is exactly what you need. If you don't do it now, you probably never will. Don't live with regret. Do the thing. Click the link. Fill out the very brief application. Let's hop on a call because I want to make sure it's the right fit for you. Together, let's do the thing. Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast. I'm Nancy Medoff, keynote speaker, best-selling author, executive coach, and equity evangelist who literally wrote the book on women in confidence. And I'm Beth Knaus, creative copywriter who works with female entrepreneurs who are done putting safe and general content out there and ready to walk the fine line between honoring their bold voices and perspectives and honoring their professionalism. We are on fire and on a mission to inspire and empower you. And who are we kidding? The world to speak up, stand out and get your seat at the table. If you're looking for straight talk and a weekly shot of confidence, you've landed in the right place. Beth and I met while collaborating on my number one bestseller, Unmute Yourself and Speak Up to Stand Out. We hit it off and we knew right away that we needed to keep these important conversations going so that women around the globe will speak up and stop building our own glass ceiling. So here we are coming at you weekly with a perfect blend of realistic strategies actionable tools and real life stories to bring these important and somewhat controversial ideas to life. Doing so with humor, kindness, and the occasional shenanigans. Get ready to feel empowered and inspired to speak up, to stand out, and to build your confidence toolkit. Note to men or women who are not working in a professional capacity, we see you too, and we promise you the conversations here will inspire you as well. So buckle up, folks, because here we go. Rock and roll. Go for Beth. Go for Beth. Hey, how are you, Nance? (laughs) Hello, Beth. We're live. We are live. Here we are. I'm excited. I'm excited about this topic. I've been on it for a little while now. Beth is on fire, podsters. Fire. On fire. Give me some oxygen. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you our topic today, podsters. First of all, we're getting very close to 4,000 listens. Can I jump in for a second? Please do. I think I am willing to bet that by the time this airs, <clears throat> we'll be at 4,000. You're right. You're downloads, right. downloads, downloads. Downloads. Well, same thing. Downloads. Downloads. Yeah. Yep. You know, this podcast lingo, it's killing me. Yeah. Whatever it is, we got to have 4,000 of them and we're up to 36, 37 countries or something. I mean, 36. You want to know what the last one was? I think I know where it came from too. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. You know who it is? 
I think I do. I did a session and one of the women was from Saudi. Nice. And I'm hoping it was her. I'm hoping it was her. So if you are outside the U.S. and you are listening to us and you like listening to us, let us know. Send us a note on either LinkedIn or Insta or our websites. I mean, we're everywhere. So please let us know. It's very exciting. But do you remember when we were excited about 16 countries? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember when we were excited about 100 downloads? Yeah, I do, actually. You get me emotional now. I'm getting emotional. Well, you know, I mean, our our anniversary, I think, is in June, our one year. So we're going to have to uh, look into that. And uh, yep, yep. Oh, you all should see the look on my face. We're going to have to do something really special for that. I think we should crowdsource the topic for that. Oh, yeah. What should we talk about at the one-year mark? Because, yep. you know, what is the statistic, Nancy, that when people start podcasts, a certain so, percentage of them don't even make six episodes? Yeah. So they, most people, I think, I, I have the number somewhere, but my friend Kwame taught me that most people quit after six episodes. Yeah. Not us. Not us. No. And I remember exactly where I was. Remember I sent you that text when I learned and... You learned right after that we were top 25% on Spotify. That's right. Cray, 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 cray. So for for uh, so please, everyone that's listening, we're going to crowdsource. We're going to figure out a way to do that. But if you have a topic that you've been wanting us to talk about, please, please, please shoot us a DM, anything. Let us know because we're, we're, you know us. We'll talk about anything. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Take it away, Beth. All right. So back in the, I don't know, fall or late winter, I went to a conference at the Harvard Business School. It was about women in business. And I listened to a panel of women who all were either, you know, owners or managers, you know, or leaders in some capacity. And they were talking about how it's difficult as a woman in the office when People expected them to act differently because they were women. So this one woman gave this example that there was um, a man on her team, a gentleman, and she had just like led a meeting or whatever in the best way and most professional and respectful way that you run a meeting. And he had said to her later on, you know, I just wish you would, you know, maybe lighten up and tell some jokes or something. And it clearly expecting her to be more of this stereotypical passive woman who's there maybe to be a little more low-key flirtatious. And then another woman was saying that she had a mentor who was working for her. He was an older gentleman and suggested to her that she not dress so feminine. Like, And I'm assuming that it was maybe a little bit frilly or something like that because it wasn't professional. And so her answer was, well, it's just not professional because we haven't had any role models yet who just chose to dress that way. Mm-hmm. She's like, so who really is to say that it's not professional? So, you know, there are these expectations that people have in the workplace of how women should act, how they should be as leaders, what they should wear to be considered professional or not. And The bottom line is that I read a couple of articles that said both men and women 
react very differently when they get feedback or critique from a female boss slash leader manager and that nobody's ever really happy with it. But the men don't necessarily take it as seriously. And the women are, I guess, sometimes offended by it, right? Or they feel like they're being judged or who does she think she is to tell me, blah, blah, blah. And uh, gosh, it's a tough rap, I think. What do you think, Nancy? What can you add? I got a lot going on in my head right now. So a couple of things, the act like a man or be you're dressing too frilly or you know, lighten it up with some jokes. So women trying to, quote, act like a man more in negotiations statistically backfires mm-hmm. 100% of the time. So that is a terrible strategy. Backfires. And you know me, I mean, and you, our whole platform is about stepping into who you are. So I can't give that any oxygen. Okay. Calling on a message from our last episode. I think that, I, so I live in this space and my, my first thought, which I am not proud of, my first thought about people not appreciating feedback from a female boss, my first thought is, is the female boss overcompensating or getting in her own head? Is the feedback being delivered the same? Because I have had very difficult feedback given to me Mm -hmm. and the best, and we talked about this a few episodes ago, the best times or the the way I received it the best was when it was unemotional, when it was factual and when it was clear and clear and concise. And that was usually, usually from a male boss. I did have, I did have one female, two female bosses actually, who gave me great, the style they gave it to me was, was unemotional and clear and concise. I can't help but wonder, is the feedback being given clearly and concisely, which is not, I mean, why am I assuming the worst? So let's assume that it is being given the same way. And then that, that changes the conversation a little bit. Yes, I agree. And again, it goes back to that whole like expectation or stereotype that a woman's going to deliver that sort of news so gently and more like, well, you know, maybe you could do this or like, it would be great if you could try to X instead of just saying, you know what, these are your strengths. You've done some great stuff. Um, but I need some help over here. I need you to work on this and I need you to, what's wrong with that? Like that's partnering communication. That's equal communication, right? I feel like that's talking to the other person, like we're on the same team together, you know, but I, and I can see what you're saying too, though, Nancy, is that like women also, some women struggle to give factual feedback. And as part of that, because we already go in defensive or we already have the shield up because we know that it's not going to be taken well, or we assume. What happens when you assume? We assume that things are going to maybe not go that well, or that person isn't going to take it well. And so I feel like it's this double energy thing, right? That's going on that we have to just, if you choose to be a leader and a manager and a boss, that's one of the things you need to get past as a woman, right? 
Yes. And also, if you choose to work at all in a corporate environment or work at all in any kind of environment, I did a book club a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, virtual book club. And I'm sure some of some of the attendees are listening. It was fantastic. And I was blown away. So this was this was mostly women outside the U.S., mostly blown away at some of the behaviors the misogynistic behaviors that these women were tolerating because they felt justifiably so it in many cases that they could not give that give the feedback that this isn't okay mm-hmm. and that if they if they gave the feedback that so let's say somebody makes a comment on their outfit right like oh yeah your figure looks great in those jeans right they were afraid to say, you know what, that's not appropriate. And we've talked about this on this podcast. That's not appropriate. I'm sure you didn't mean for it to come out that way, but that's not appropriate. And I'm going to ask you not to talk to me like that again, or whatever the case may be. They said if they if they did that, they would be perceived as a troublemaker and a prude and not fun and therefore excluded from office events and therefore it would damage their career. Oh my gosh, Yeah. So this is, and I was like, wait a minute, wait, this is still happening. And, and all of the women on the phone or on the call assured me that, yes, this still very, very much happens in industries, particularly in a couple of industries. And I'm not going to name the industry because I don't want it ever to get back that it was this company that I was, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put that company at, at jeopardy, but specific industries and specific countries, which is not surprising, they are afraid to, to give any feedback, even to someone who is their equal wow. or subordinate for that matter, that says that's not okay, or I need you to change this behavior and here's why, because then they're not fun and then they will be excluded, which is wild to me. Yeah, that is wild. Like, where's HR? Where's HR? So if they go to HR, if they go to HR then they're really not the fun ones, right? So, so, my, so my point is where, is, where is the culture in this company? And we talked about this, we talked about this with the Bad Bosses episode and doing your due diligence before you go work for a company to make sure it's a culture that you want to be at. Right. right. So I'm trying to work in this topic to a question you could ask, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, maybe it's how is feedback, how, what's your feedback mechanism at the company? It's a reasonable question to ask, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. So what do you think is the solution? So I think the first thing, I mean, you made that excellent point that women who take on these leadership roles, they have to make sure that they are giving feedback in a confident, equal, and factual way. That's the first thing, right? When you're leading. And I think that they also have to maybe embrace who they are. And I don't know, I've never worked in corporate. So I'm going to assume that if it was me and I was a feminine dresser and, you know, curled my hair and whatever, whatever that is, I don't want to, I'm going to get in trouble for stereotyping what that means exactly. But if I were, clearly I'm not that person. If I were that person, I think that you need to own that. And I think that, you know, there comes a time when, you know, maybe when you first start, you have to say to your team, listen, 
I know I look like this, but let me assure you, I have my game on and I'm ready to lead the team. And so don't, don't test me. <laughs> don't question me. I'm telling you, I know I, I have what it takes to, to do this job. So don't let the frills fool you. Yeah. As you're talking about the emotional and because many times females are more emotional, my, I'll, I'll speak for myself because many times I'm more emotional. I remember I had to terminate someone. It was one of my first terminations. Unfortunately, I've had to terminate many people in my career. And it was, it was termination for cause. And that just means that, that there was cause. They, they did something that was not mm-hmm. acceptable. And it was a female. And I remember, I remember I said to myself, don't get too emotional. Don't get too emotional. Don't get too emotional. Because I really didn't, I, I didn't. I knew I would be doing her a disservice if I was like, I'm so sorry. I, you know, it's unfortunate that it's come to this, which is all true. I would have been doing her a huge disservice. And instead I went in and, you know, it wasn't a surprise. And I said, here's, here's a situation here. Here's what's going to happen. Let me walk you through the next steps you know, I'm going to give you a minute to process this and then let me walk you through the next steps and let's talk about any questions. And here's when you leave, you're going to have more questions and here's how you can rectify those questions. And it was very quick and it was very direct. And I'm not going to say it was painless because it wasn't, but I think it was the best way to deliver that feedback. And I don't know that she didn't walk out of there and say, wow, what a bitch, right? I don't, I don't know if she did. I don't know if she didn't. On the converse, I had to terminate someone one time. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast. The number one, the number one, um, the number one tip or pointer, if you have to let someone go is not to make it about you at all, right? This is not about you. There should be no I statements when you do this. And I knew this. I know I have talked about this on the podcast and I was going into it and I started with, I'm so sorry to have to tell you this. I'm so sorry this is happening. I wish there was something I could do. I, 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 I. And finally the person said, Nancy, stop. I don't want to hear about you. And, and I was like, yeah. And, and she was absolutely right. She did me a huge favor by, by getting me to stop. And she said, I, I want to stop. Tell me, tell me, just give me the facts. So that's how I knew the next time to go into it a little differently. And I know that was kind of a ta- tangent. And the reason why I'm sharing it is because delivering, delivering, delivering bad news or delivering difficult feedback as a boss, you don't have to over empathize and you don't have to oversimplify. There's a balance. And the key is to finding that balance. And that's not right. always easy. That's not always easy. But at the end of the day, you have to be you. And remember that there's a reason why you're in that role. There is, you know, you you have the skills to have the conversation or you wouldn't be having the conversation. Right. That's where you can't let your own imposter feeling stand in the way of you being a good, good boss and delivering the feedback in a manner where the person can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's hard because I think no. First of all, nobody wants to fire anybody. I mean, if you've ever had to do it, 
it's just, there's nothing fun about it. Even, nope. even if you know you have to get rid of the person, even if you don't like the person, it's hard. It's a challenge life. thing yeah. to have to do, which I did when I worked in Boston and had my hair salon. I did have mm-hmm. to hire one or two people. And oh, I hated it. It feels ugly. Like you just, you want to get in the shower and wash it off afterwards. It's, uh, so it's hard. So anybody who thinks that, anybody who's been fired who thinks it wasn't hard is just, they don't know. But I also think that it's one of those situations where if you are that person who's doing the firing or letting go, or you have to give some difficult feedback, you have to walk in knowing that what you can control is the how you deliver it and doing it the best way. And that what you can't control is that person's action. And you hope that, like you said, you know, you don't know if you walked out of the room and that woman said, oh, my God, what a bitch. You know, in that moment, she very well might have. But then down the road, she might look back and say, you know what? I'm really, really grateful that Nancy handled that that way. I couldn't see it at the moment because I was emotional. Right. And uh, it is emotional. And I think it's OK to say, you know what? Sometimes this is, you know, this. No, you're right. You're not supposed to talk about yourself. So I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say this isn't easy or nobody likes to fire anybody. I would just shut up. I would be thinking that in my head. Yeah. I, I, I also think it, yes. And it's situational and it, what it comes down to, as you were talking to, I was thinking about the inherent desire to be liked. Yes. Right. Yes. And boy, is it freeing when you accept the fact that not everybody's going to like you. Oh God. It's They're not. It's so true, especially the more of a leadership you take on, right? I mean, there's always going to be people watching you. And let's face it, we see people all the time and we're like, oh, gosh, do I have that education? Do I speak that well? Do I this or that? We're constantly comparing ourselves. So when you become the person everybody's comparing to, I think that, you know, you have to realize that, yeah, the higher up you climb, I mean, even in the entrepreneurial world it's like constantly like not every client is your client and amen you don't want everybody to be your client but it's kind of hard to see people you know fall away because you're like oh am am I not going to have enough people no you're going to have the right people you're the right amount of the right people who like you because they respect what you're doing and they you know believe in you the other people don't and that's okay they will go find the person that they believe in that's a great point. That's a great point. That if, if it's not the right fit, it, the right fit is out there waiting for them. Yes. Yeah. Well, I like to call it, or like, I call it the spotlight of leadership. It's the spotlight of leadership. And the higher you go, that yeah. bigger that spotlight. So if you don't have the stomach to be judged mm-hmm. <laughs> and for not everybody to like you or agree with you, then you're going to have a very tough time. Right. Because the spotlight is on you all the time. All yeah. the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We were kind of talking about, and I forgive me, uh, friends. I think I I'm not 100 percent sure where I got this from, but I was looking at an article that was from a man whose name is Martin Abel. He was a professor of economics at Middlebury College, just from 2019. He said this has important implications for the success of women in leadership. 
If giving feedback is more likely to backfire for women in positions of power, they may adopt less effective management strategies or become altogether less interested in holding leadership positions. And I know this is one for you, Nance. What, the whole thing? No, just and that women who have these opportunities to take leadership positions and they don't go for them, that this is probably one of the things that they that they worry about. 100%. I would agree. 100%. Uh, yes. I, yep. 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 Fact. And that's okay. I mean, not everybody has the stomach for it is what I would say. Yes, I agree. I agree. There's a, we won't even talk about the target on your back as you rise higher and higher in an organization, which sounds highly negative. And I would also suggest that it's also a reality. You know, it's, it, it, it's very easy to worry about yourself and only yourself. So, right. well, and it's a time, right? When you really, really should work with a coach, I think, right? Because you're learning this balance of like high standards and expectations and holding people accountable, but also having some level of professional understanding and caring that's not, doesn't fall into that emotional sector where people see it as a weak emotion, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's it yes. too. It's like we often see expression of emotion as weak, which stinks a little bit, but it stinks. And now even more after the pandemic, human connection has never been more important. Right. So, you know, this is again, why I think females are excellent leaders. It's mm -hmm. inherent. The, the, the emotional connection is inherent. Again, I'm not saying that men have no emotion. I'm saying women have been socialized to take care of people and to make sure everybody is okay. And managing that and balancing that with running the organization is the sweet spot. Mm. That's the sweet spot is being able to manage that inherent, you know, human connection with, and we have a job to do. That's, that's right. the sweet spot. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. Woo. So any calls to action here? Let's see any calls to action. So we should probably do the call to action for somebody who has a female boss and for someone who is the female boss, right? So, sure. Okay. If you, if you are the female leader, I guess one of the things you have to do is like check yourself before you wreck yourself. Make sure that you have a nice factual system when you're giving feedback and talking to people and, and not using your I sentences when it's not about you and it's about mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And let's see, what can we say for the people who have female bosses? Man, cut us some slack. We go, I feel like we go upriver on every issue. Yeah. What do you think? I, yes. I, yes. I think that, yes, cut, cut the women from slack a hundred percent, some slack a hundred percent. And, you know, this goes back to our bad bosses episode. I would not be afraid to share this feedback with the female boss. I would, or any boss for that matter. I would suggest that the feedback be shared at a time and presented in a manner in which it's helpful. So, you know, that, that, you know, I would refer back to the bad bosses episode. Um, but I, I think it's don't, my message here is, and, and I've been using this a lot lately, assume positive intent, assume positive intent. Yes. I think that's big big. I love it. 
I love it. You know, I mean, just assume that 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 this person is trying to do the right thing and maybe they're not, but your life's going to be a lot happier and the situation is going to be resolved a lot faster if you can just assume positive intent. Yes. There you go. I like that. Okay. I'm glad you like it. We will be in, where will we be? We will be in the end. No, we'll be in May. We will be. We will be in May. We're in May. We're in May. Yeah, we're in May. Great. Gosh. Yeah. We're coming up on the anniversary. So did we, was that the last episode of this episode where we talked about our one year anniversary? Oh, gosh. Okay. So we're coming up on our one year podiversary, podsters. It was this episode. Yeah. I think, I think we have to go live that day. Well, I did put it out there that we were going to go live every week. And unfortunately that got torpedoed. Okay. We'll go live. Great. LinkedIn live. LinkedIn live. More details to come. Be on the lookout. If you're not following us on the LinkedIn or the Insta, find us, follow us. Our handles are in the notes and that's where we'll be announcing the date and time of the special live broadcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Peace out. See ya. That's a wrap, Podsters. If you were thinking of someone as you were listening to this, share it. If you nodded along and even shouted out a couple of yes, leave us a review. Please, please, please. If you want to make sure you don't miss next week's episode, hit that follow button. And you can find us everywhere. And if you would like to learn more about us and exactly what we do, take a look in the show notes for our deets. See you next week. Podsters.